Welcome to Counterbalance Conversations, the program that enables and encourages you to make the changes you need to make a true difference in our world. Your host is Dr. Melissa L. Strasser. Our hope is that by hearing from people who have stood out and made a positive change in their community, their lives, and their world, you'll feel the need to do the same. Now, here is Dr. Melissa L. Strasser. Hello, and welcome back to Counterbalance Conversations. I hope you're all having a great week. And I wanted to thank each one of you who has been listening. You have provided such an amazing response to my new show for the last two weeks. And as we grow, uh, I hope you will continue to listen. And um, I want to extend a thank you from Blythe as well. We had some great response to her um her interview last week. And just remember, you can still submit questions to me if you listen to the second uh, episode, um, Rising from the Ashes. You can still submit questions to me and possibly we will either bring Blythe back up on uh, the show and do uh, a Q&A session about uh, her book, Trauma Intelligence, or some of the topics that she did talk about while we were here last week. So feel free to uh, email me at counterbalancecoach at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at counterbalancecoach. I'm sorry, not Twitter, but Instagram at counterbalancecoach and Facebook at counterbalancecoach. We'll be able to uh, get those questions over to her and provide you some answers as well. And that's with any of the shows. It's not just Blythe Show, but anything that you have a question about, feel free to message me and uh, either before an upcoming show, if you have questions about a topic or if uh, you want answers to something you heard on the show. So we're looking, so you really enjoyed last week's guest uh, in Blythe. That's the type of guest that you'll have um, going forward. I have a lot of great uh, guest hosts that will be coming on. Some of them are creatives, business people, uh, mental health professionals, other coaches, hopefully a couple of authors. And then you will also have some insight into my coaching, which is what we'll be talking about today. We're going into how to create your vision for your life and do it in a really practical, but yet creative way. So you hit both of those marks for yourself. A lot of people really like to have those step-by-step processes. And then you also have individuals that are really creative and they're like, oh, I hate following a schedule. I hate following a plan. I just wing it. Well, my method is going to help you get through your process of creating a vision for your life or that next step or that next thing you want to do. And it will be something that you can repeat and sustain over years to come. And once you get into the process, I promise you it works. And this is something you can do on your own, or you can do it with me as a coach or another coach. So let's kind of delve in. The first thing I want you to think about I uh, came from a book I'm reading. It's called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And if you haven't read this book, you will be shocked. My friend Natalie um, had me read the first chapter months ago, and I guess I really wasn't ready for it yet. And I was at the bookstore. Yes, I still go in the bookstore and mill around. And 
I ran across the book. It almost fell off the shelf at me. And I said, okay, so I guess you're going home with me. And um, as I started reading this book, it was like I was reading pieces and parts of my life. And the first, one of the first questions that really hit me and that aligned with what we're doing today is the question she asks, what is the truest, most beautiful story about your life? The truest, most beautiful story about your life. Think about that as we're going through this process, as we're talking about the first few steps in the creative pieces and really delve into what does that mean to you? Sometimes the truest version is not always the most beautiful version. Sometimes we have to um, look at the ugly parts of our life in order to break those things down to create the new vision. So as we're going through this process uh, today and the 12 steps that I'm going to um, outline for you, I know that seems like a lot, but I broke them down into really easy steps. So you can do them one at a time and maybe do it every 12 days or 30 days or 90 days. And the steps are really easy, but they're very thoughtful. So I want you to think about what are some of the things that are true in your life? I know when I started doing my work, uh, when I started really delving into what about my life was not working, what was not the most beautiful thing in my life? That was a hard thing to look at. And sometimes that goes back to your childhood. Sometimes it's inner child work. Sometimes it looks like um, I don't have good boundaries with other people. Sometimes it looks like I have some limiting beliefs that I need to change um, or reframe, not necessarily change, but reframe. And sometimes it's changing. I know I had to break down a lot of limiting beliefs that were f- family-based as I started doing the work. I've been doing this work for years, working with coaches, but at the beginning of this year, I got really, really serious about making changes in my life. And I had stepped into a new, what seems like a new era of my life. We had had the pandemic, everything looked different. So this was a great opportunity to do this work. So during the uh, pandemic last year, I did some of the work, you know, through my yoga practice um, and my journaling, but I never really got serious about it. So looking for those most truest, beautiful stories in your life may take you a little bit, and it may take you a little bit longer than you feel is necessary, but it's okay. You don't have to do this in a hurry. So let's step in to the first step. First thing I want you to do um, is go get that journal. You know, the one that's on your bedside, on your bookshelf, in a drawer. If you don't have one, which I think most of us do. And if you have kids, you just bought school supplies, I think. So maybe get one of those um, composition books. You don't have to do it right now. Obviously, some of you are driving, 
And I want you to look at or dream, not look, but dream about what your perfect life would look like. This is just for you. It's not for anyone else. So I want you to really dream about it. What would be the perfect um, house? What would be the perfect car, the perfect job, the perfect family, the perfect lifestyle? Um, And it's going to be different for everyone. And remember, this is just for you. And as you're describing this perfect life for yourself, and don't forget to put that perfect mate, you can write that down. And then I want you to think about it like when you were a child. Do you remember daydreaming when you were a child? Yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? I know a lot of us got in trouble in school for that, didn't we? I bet you quit at some point when people kept saying, quit being silly, quit dreaming about these things that are unrealistic. It's okay to dream. I'm giving you permission right now, right here, to dream about that next level of life that you want. I want you to taste it, smell it, touch it. What does it feel like? Are you out in nature? Does the air feel like, what does it feel like on your skin? What are you seeing? What does the texture of your new furniture in your home? What um, is the smells that are happening in your new home? Is your new home uh, filled with smells of baking cookies and laughter from your children, grandchildren, fur babies? You know, it. what is that perfect life for you? Maybe it's you want to be a writer and you want to have a beach house so you can fling open the windows or the doors and hear the ocean roaring as you write during the day. Maybe you that's your dream. I know that would be a great idea for me. What would it feel like if you were able to walk down your stairs to the beach and feel the sand on your toes and the wind in your face? What would it feel like during the winter for you? So I want you, and it may not be that for you. It may be the mountains. It may be you want to have this very powerful job that allows you to be in charge and be a problem solver. What does that look like for you? I don't want to belabor it, but I want to make sure you really drill down and ask yourself the questions and allow yourself to dream. And I want you to write all of those things down. I want you just to write. I personally like to write in pencil or pen uh, on paper. If, If it works for you to have a screen in front of you, like a tablet or some device that you can do a talk to speak, um, talk to text, do that. But you need to have something that you can um, make copies of because we're going to use this a little bit later. So what does scripting do for you? So that's what you're doing. You're scripting. You're writing out your life. So even pretend that you're writing a movie of your life. And what would the perfect thing be? What are those dreams? What do they look like? So what scripting does, scripting allows you, I'm going to get a little woo-woo for some of you who are 
a little bit more uh, practical. So hang in there with me for a second. So like attracts like. So if you are dreaming about the things that you want that are beautiful and the most beautiful version of your life, you are going to attract those things. If you are dreaming about or you're thinking consistently about the things that are not working in your life, things are going bad and how, you know, you're not getting the money that you want at your job, feel how that makes you feel heavy. You want to feel lighter. So that's called the law of attraction. We're not going to go deep into it, but you can um, study law of attraction through uh, Abraham Hicks, The Secret, um, but get some of those principles or even um, Google scripting. And that will allow you to get an idea of how scripting works. But basically from a coaching standpoint, when you start doing this, you're going to start engaging your RAS, which is a, a part of your brain or a part of your system that allows you, you say, I want something. So I want uh, a red car. You're going to see red cars everywhere. If you purchase a car that you think is a unique color because you've never seen it. And then suddenly, once you purchase that red car, there's red cars everywhere. And you're seeing that same model everywhere. Were they already there? No. I mean, yes, they were already there, but your brain just did not acknowledge it. So this is the thing that you're employing. So for my practical listeners, this is the side um, that will help you. It's just, it's a mental, mental game you're playing with yourself. So if you know what you want You're going to start noticing synchronicities. You're going to start noticing opportunities that you never um, were able to see before because now your brain says, oh, they're interested in that. They're interested in that for um, enough that they put action to it, which is what you did when you wrote it down. So we can dream about things and think about things, um, but until you put some action behind it, your, your brain is not going to engage it. So, but what I need you to understand though, is even with having this, this is going to take some persistence and patience. This is not going to be a quick fix, get rich quick types, um, situation. This is going to take persistence and patience. So let's step down into the next step. So now you have your vision, you've brainstormed or you've thought about everything, you've dreamed it, you know what that's going to feel like. And do you feel that excitement starting to build inside of you? You feel it in your gut. You know, do you remember when you were a kid and you were going to go to maybe an amusement park? Or now if you see that person that you just started dating and you feel that giddiness in your gut that giggliness? Do you feel that feeling that you see in your child when they are playing with their toy or playing with a puppy? Yeah, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like down deep in your gut. So now the next thing you're going to do is you're going to be creative and you're going to start creating. So you're going to write down, you're going to brainstorm all the ideas, how to go from, how to 
obtain these things on your list. It can be the silliest thing. So if you say you want to make enough money to, um, we'll say send your child to a camp next year that they really want to go to. And you, you say, I'm not sure how I'm going to make that money. You start brainstorming those ideas, brainstorm the ideas of, well, maybe I can start doing things on Canva and putting them online for sale. Maybe there are some, um, extra opportunities that I can pursue at work, whatever it happens to be, just brainstorm the ideas. If you're wanting to start a business, but you don't think that there's any opportunity in your area, well, maybe there's not an opportunity in your area. What else can you do? Is it something you can do online? Are there connections that can help you open it in that area? Write everything down. Nothing is stupid. So you're going to brainstorm everything. Here is a, in this stage, you don't want to talk to anyone about this. You want to keep your plans to you. You want to engage this as part of your process because you want to be so excited and you want to be able to hold this in your heart as you are building it. This is like that little seed that you plant and you keep waiting for it to sprout. Other people aren't going to be as passionate. They are often, they are not as brave as you. If you are saying, I'm going to take the leap and become an entrepreneur, they're not as brave. And so a lot of times they want to keep you where they are. They're afraid that maybe if you become successful in this endeavor, that they'll lose you or that something um, else will happen. Whatever it happens to be, they have their own limiting beliefs. I know whenever I left my corporate job, I've been told on numerous occasions how brave I was. I don't see it as brave. I felt it was survival because my spirit could no longer deny that I needed to do my coaching. I needed to do my consulting. I needed to do the things that I was put here to do. If that's what you're feeling, you have to keep it to yourself until you are sure and it's set in your spirit that that's what you want to do. So every year I go to the mountains and I stay for about a week around my birthday because I consider that my new year. And I start creating my plan for the year. I start creating um, brainstorming ideas. And I will tell you, a journal, cup of Earl Grey tea, couple of good books, some hiking, and some driving in the mountains during the fall, that is a great recipe for... um, creating a plan for the next year and dreaming about what will happen in the next year. So I do the same process while I'm there. The next step is your third step. You're going to read, once you have all of these, this vision statement written out, you have all these ideas, 
uh, conjured up for yourself. You're going to take that vision statement that you wrote. It's probably going to be several pages. You're going to read it out loud to yourself five or six times. Why? Why five or six times? It takes that long for your brain to really realize this is what we're doing and to really believe it. And the more you read it out loud to yourself, you're getting that additional sensory experience. Step four. Step four is where you find that trusted person. So who is your most trusted person, your biggest cheerleader? We all have that friend or family member that no matter what you do, they're going to be your cheerleader. They're not going to say that's a dumb idea. They're not going to say, why are you doing that? They're just going to be like, yes, you're so brave. Let's go do that. How can I help? Well, here's how they can help. They can take that vision statement from you and you can sit somewhere with your eyes closed and allow them to read this to you, read your vision statement to you. That way you're not engaged in any activity except allowing your mind to focus on the dream that you have written out. I know it sounds hokey when I went through my coach training and they had me do this. I was going through it with my friend Roz and I told her, I was like, nope, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cry. They said everyone would cry at the end of theirs. I'm not going to. By the fifth time, I was so, I had such an emotional release because I was so extraordinarily happy because what I wrote was exactly what I wanted my life to look like. And it was like watching one of those movies, one of those triumph movies, and you get to the end of it and the person triumphs over all the obstacles. This will imprint it into your brain for your brain and your physical body to connect to this is what I really want. So that's step four. Step five, your copies, you're going to make copies of this vision statement. And you are going to have copies everywhere. And you may not have full copies. I would have two copies, one that stays say in your vehicle or in your briefcase or in your backpack and one that stays by your bedside. And then you can take sticky notes and put reminders up with trigger words all over the place. Put them on your refrigerator, put them on your bathroom mirror, put them just reminders. So every time you go somewhere, I love big different colors, sticky notes And you can actually just create, they have ones that are probably the size of paper, like an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. And you can put all of your trigger words there. So then you read them to yourself um, right beside your mirror. I know it sounds hokey, but I promise you this works. This is the creative part that is really engaging this into your mind and your spirit. The next thing that you're going to do, the next step, and we're still see how much we're working with this vision. You are going to believe it in your heart, in your soul by the time you get 
done with this part. This is the creative part. So if you're my practical folks, thanks so much for holding on and hanging in here with me. I know it seems hokey, but this is proven methodology that works. The next thing you're going to do, and this is super important, you're going to read it in the morning and at night to yourself. You can read it out loud in your mind. I prefer out loud. So in the morning when you get up, before you touch your phone, before you do anything else, you reach over to your nightstand, you pull this out, and you read it. I'm saying have a copy in paper written down somewhere because you don't want to open your phone because what happens when we open our phone first thing? We get distracted. We start looking at Facebook. We start looking at Instagram. We look at our email. We check things for work. And then we're suddenly controlled by everybody else in our world, not ourselves. This is a way for you to ground yourself in your dreams, in your vision, every single morning before you ever get out of bed. So reach over, put your glasses on if you wear glasses and read this first thing in the morning. At night, before you go to bed, do the same thing. Make it a ritual before you go to sleep. You know, if you read at night before you go to sleep, that's fine. But make this the last thing that goes into your brain because your brain processes all of this, all of your day when you're sleeping. And while it's processing all of these things for you, it's putting it into folders and saying, is this useful? Is this not? Is this useful? If you do this every night and every morning, so you're putting positive in first thing in the morning, you're putting positive in before you go to bed and before you go to sleep. So your brain says, oh, this is important. So you're basically creating a habit. You're creating a program for your mind. This is what I'm looking for. So remember we talked about looking for things like the red car. Suddenly you see a lot of red cars. Same thing. Same principle. You've made it important. It's now a habit. It's now a ritual. You won't even have to think about it and you will feel like you're missing your right arm if you don't do it. So we're coming up on our break uh, in just about one minute. So we are, um, when we come back, we're going to talk about making all of these elements visual and then go into the practical practice of how you can change, you can turn this vision into practical steps. So as soon as we come back, we will step into that. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. 
Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Counterbalance Conversations with Dr. Melissa L. Strasser. Find out more about Dr. Melissa by visiting DrMelissaLStrasser.com. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back. Um, I hope you were able to take a little break and get you some tea or some wine or some coffee, whatever is uh, your beverage of choice while we were on break there. Um, So we said we would talk about how to turn your your vision into a more visual element, something you can see. So we've already talked about um, programming your brain. We've talked about dreaming in technicolor, so to speak. And now we're going to talk about creating something visual that will help you. This is a completely optional step. I personally love this because it's fun. It's creative. Um, if you, that cheerleader person that's reading your, your, uh, vision to you or that those people that are really, really supportive of what you're doing, they may want to do this with you. So this could be a great craft day, or it could be something you do on your own. I personally do this, uh, my personal vision board I do on my own. And then, uh, last year I did two or three in classes with several of my uh, friends who wanted to uh, participate in the same thing. So a vision board is something where you take your vision that you've made, so that dream that you've made, all those brainstorming ideas, and you find visual elements to put on some type of, it's either a poster boards. I've seen people take the um, three-sided boards Uh, There's also online vision boarding or mind mapping sites that you can download. I personally like uh, glue and um, 
markers and crayons and scissors and magazines and downloading things, pictures from the internet if I can't find something in a uh, magazine that I have. And there are doctor's offices that are more than willing to give you all their extra magazines because they just throw them away. Or you could go to a local thrift store or a coffee shop or somewhere, and they would likely be able to give you um, some magazines. And a lot of times I just have a box that I throw them in so I can use them the next year as well. So I have quite the stock of it. Or you may have a friend who already has that box. So ask around. And so what you will want to get is one, a poster board of choice. If you're doing a, um, a physical one, you'll want to get a poster board of choice and you want to get some magazines and really kind of have an idea of as you're going through the magazine, say, this is what I would like this to look like. And you may find things that you say, Ooh, I like this. So if you're really trying to get to know yourself and what your taste is, um, I know after um, I was divorced, it it was like, wow, I don't really know what I like anymore. And what is my new style? And then I moved to Florida and I go, wow, Florida is nothing like uh, the North. So what, what is my new style now? So I found that doing the vision boards helped me find my new style as well. Uh, A lot of people can use Pinterest as well to find that particular um, element for them. So you'll want to go through and say, okay, these are, this is what's on my vision. I want this new job. I want this new house, this car. Um, I want to become a yoga teacher. I want to have a yoga studio. I want to own a business, whatever it happens to be that is in your dream uh, quiver, so to speak. And you'll look for visual representation or pictures of that and then arrange them, put them to the side and then arrange them on your board. However, it is pleasing to you. Some people like to do it in a way that is very creative. They add ribbon to it and they make it very extensive. I've also seen people just take their vision board and print black and white pictures off of the internet and glue them, tape them with the words next to it. Some people say, you know what? I like to make it really colorful. Um, So if something is really important to you or has a lot of elements, maybe there's different pictures, but you get, you get the point. And then you'll arrange them however it makes sense to you, whether it be in a logical order. So I want to do this in January, this in February, this in March, or Maybe it's like, I want to do this first, second, third, or maybe you just want to put all the pictures on there and make it visually appealing for you um, and make it more of a mind map or just something fun that you can put energy into. Remember the whole process, this whole creative process is to train your brain that this is important and look for opportunities that will help me get here. So as we, uh, so you're going to put that together and then put it somewhere where you can see it every day. Mine hangs up in my office, not in my studio, but my actual office. And as I walk past it every day or as I'm working, it is under, um, it's under a 
like a little flag thing that hangs in there that says, don't forget your daydream. And don't quit your daydream. I have a coffee mug on that. Thank you to uh, my friend Sherry for that. And um, that will allow you to see it every day. So when you start feeling down, like this can never happen, you have a touch point to go back to. So you have two things. You have your journal of the vision you have with all those brainstormed ideas um, that's been read to you that you're reading in the morning and the evening. Now you have something that you are uh, coming back to every single day and that being something visual that you can look at. So you're engaging all of your senses. The next thing that you can do uh, to help you um, is start doing some practical practice. So that's step eight. So once you've created your vision board, it's up in your house, you have everything written out for yourself, you're doing the work, you're programming your brain, now it's time to get down to the work, right? So dreaming isn't doing. And I would love to say that that's how the law of attraction works, but there is some movement that has to happen. You have to be able to, if if the opportunity comes to you, you have to be willing to take the leap and follow that. You can't just stop and go, oh, well, that's not for me. Well, if it showed up after you did this, then it is for you. Perfect example of the practical practice is this radio show for me. Um, I had a, I had no idea that this is what I was going to be doing whenever I left, um, I left my, my corporate job. However, on my vision board, I had put up that I wanted to be an influencer and that I wanted to have a podcast. And I had a mic like I have right now on the vision board. And when voice America connected with me, it was such synchronicity that I could not turn it down. So you will, this is a perfect example of the practical practice that has to happen. So step eight is that practical practice, looking for those opportunities, accepting them and receiving them whenever they do come your way. Another way that you can um, identify, you can put in, put this into practice is you can break things down by quarter. The way that I do that throughout the year is I assign um, words to each quarter for what I want to do. So, um, in business, you'll see things like Q1 is quarter one, which is January through, uh, March, uh, quarter two is April through June. Quarter three is July through September. And then quarter four is October through December. And, um, so I create an overarching word for the year. And that overarching word can be, um, like for me this year, it was reimagine. That was my word for 2021. And then in January, um, my word was authenticity. So who I, who am I? How can I become more authentic? 
How can I talk to people in a more authentic way and be more of who I am? Q2 was allow and empower. So allow whatever changes are coming and empower myself to take that step. Q3 is flourish. Q4 is thrive. So for my full 2021, I have those steps built in. And even though I don't look look at these words every single day, like I do my vision board, my brain seemed to have picked it up and been programmed because it brought me experiences that allowed me to become more authentic, to allow and empower, and to start flourishing. Can't wait to see what thriving looks like. So that's one practical practice you can put into play is creating words for the year that says this is the uh, words that go along with where I want to go this year. The next thing that you want to be able to do in the practical practice is turning your vision into goals, which is the next step. So your vision into goals is, okay, you have this great dream, but unless you are willing to put some words behind it, put some actions behind it, you're not going to get there. How many of you have had this great dream that you've never taken action, but it's been there for a long time? Maybe it's been there since you were a kid. Is it time to take action toward that? How are you going to do that? So you take your vision and you say, okay, in quarter one, quarter two, you know, right now we we're starting, you know, we're coming up on quarter at the end of quarter three. So August, we're right in the middle of it. So you could say quarter three, this is what I want to do before the end of September. And you set some goals and whatever those goals are, but just make sure that they are measurable, achievable, realistic, you know, and have a time attached to them. So we call those SMART goals. So you want to make sure that, you know, you are able to actually do that because sometimes we make a plan and think we have much more time than we actually do. But maybe we have a family that we're supporting. Maybe we're still working a full-time job. Maybe um, our stamina isn't what we think it is, or maybe sometimes things are more difficult than we anticipate. So make sure that your goals that you write down are realistic, but also put a time attached to them. So maybe you want to do the first three goals in um, August, and that will take you all the way through to the end of September. So you would put the end of September as that goal date. And then maybe Q4, you have, you know, October, maybe there's two or three things you can do. November, you're like, oh, well, the holidays are coming up. So let's make it a little bit um, less demanding goals because I know it's going to be really demanding from other arenas of my life, but let's make forward progress. So as you're setting your goals, make sure that they're realistic and they do have a time attached to it. Um, And then once you have your goals in place, you want to step into um, step 10. And that step 10 is making your action steps. 
So you'll have your goals set up and say you have uh, one goal that is, I want to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich by the end of the week. I want to make the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So in order to make the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich by the end of the week, by Wednesday, I would need to investigate what is the best peanut butter? What is the best bread? What is the best jelly? Or is there something else like honey that would be better than actually jelly? And you would go down and look at steps like that. So what do I need to make this a reality? Who do I need to connect with? So you want to look at all the things you need to do to make that step happen or that goal happen. So you basically make a little project plan for my folks who are more um, linear minded or are a little bit more logic minded than creative. You want to make an action plan. And those action steps underneath it are basically your to-do list to get where you need to go. So if you have five goals in Q4, then you need to break down those five goals into action steps and add a date for each one of those things and mark it off. There is a lot of ways that you can track these action steps. You can write it on a piece of paper. You can create an Excel spreadsheet. I personally like to use... um, some of the online software, if I have uh, the opportunity or I have access to it. So there are some free ones that are really great. Um, I use time blocking on my calendar uh, to make sure I put, um, I have tracking for task list on that. Um, And I also use things like Trello or Excel or um, Microsoft Project or something like that to track what I'm trying to do. Sometimes it's just a piece of paper in my journal, but for more complex things, I use uh, more uh, sophisticated tools. So now you have your action steps all planned out. So how many of you have had a plan and you had some ideas about what you're doing? So you have this great vision, you've made these goals, they have dates, you have action plan with it. What do you do now? Do you have some accountability? Who's going to be your accountability? Is it you? Most of us are not able to be our accountability partners because we will make a lot of excuses. There's a lot of reasons that we can come up with, right? That we don't want to do the hard things and you can do things that are more difficult. You just have to have scheduling, routines, rituals, which we'll talk about next week. We'll talk about routines, habits, and rituals and how that plays into your success. So now you need an accountability partner. I wouldn't suggest that person who was your great cheerleader. I would find someone, whether it be a coach, a mentor, someone else that is uh, willing to give you that answer or to hold your feet to the fire and say, you said you would get it done by this time. Why didn't you get it done by this time? So you want that person. I would suggest that it not be a family member um, or really close friends. I would suggest maybe enlisting another entrepreneur, finding a mastermind group, 
um, working with a coach or working with somebody that will hold you accountable and ask you why you didn't get it done and possibly even help you. If you get stuck, maybe they will help you take some of those roadblocks out of the way for you. That's why I like using mentors and coaches, because a lot of times if you get stuck, we have other individuals that we can refer you to, connect you to, that will help you remove that obstacle or will help you work through the process of doing what you need to do. So now you have your accountability partner. Now you have every, and you've shown them your plan. They know your plan. You've got your next meeting set up with them or your first meeting set up with them. What are you going to do? The last step is to get to doing the work. Just start doing. Um, preparation is the, is just a different level of procrastination. So once you prepare, it doesn't mean don't prepare. That's not what I'm saying. But you can prepare and prepare and prepare, and you can be on that instead of ready, aim, fire, you're ready, 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 aim, 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 and never take that next step. What is that next step for you? You have to start doing I'm also reading um, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and he has a story in there about a photography um, class. The instructor gives them, breaks the class into two sections. Those two classes, the first class, the first group, bring back 100 photos and you'll get an A. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what the quality is. You, your assignment for this entire semester is to produce 100 photos. The second one, they are told to bring high quality photos, just one of their best quality photo. And that would be the only thing they had to turn in the whole semester. Those photo students, the ones that did 100, that brought 100, had the better work, had the better photos than the ones that just did one photo because practice gets you to the next level. So the ones that were out just having fun, taking photos, they are the ones who were actually getting the practice. They were understanding their cameras. They were understanding lighting and composition. The ones that were trying to get the perfect photo had their head in the book. And they were trying to figure out what would be the best lighting. And they were looking at it from a very myopic standpoint. So the lesson here is to quit thinking and start doing. Fail often, often, and fail forward. And be your own cheerleader. And being your own cheerleader is, as an entrepreneur, is one of the best things that I can say for you. Because as you are developing this vision, even if you're not an entrepreneur, even if these are personal goals or professional goals, these areas of working your goals and putting your goals in and your vision and your passion and 
creating and gestating this beautiful, truest version of your life is up to you. It's all up to you. And it's a lonely place to be sometimes. Not all the time, but when you have the individuals in your life that are like the crabs in the bucket. I grew up on the coast and the crabs in the bucket story really rings true. Um, as we were crabbing, we would put crabs in the bucket and they would try and crawl out, crawl out, crawl out. And there would always be one that would get to the top of the bucket. And then the others would reach up and pull it down. So understand People are not always going to be supportive. Sometimes it's like the crab in the bucket. They want to keep you at the arena or at the area that you are right now because they don't have to look at their life in a different way. So in closing, I want to um, to leave you in the last two minutes with a really quick passage from Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Each of us was born to bring forth something that has never existed, a way of being, a family, an idea, art, a community, something brand new. We are here to fully introduce ourselves, to impose ourselves and ideas and thoughts and dreams onto the world, leaving it changed forever by who we are, what we bring forth from our depths. We cannot contort ourselves to fit into the visible order. We must unleash ourselves and watch the world reorder itself in front of our eyes. I want to thank you for listening and being and making one of my dreams and visions a reality every week. I hope you keep creating, keep sparking change in the world around you. The world needs you just as you are, just as you are. So I hope you join us next week as we talk about rituals and routines and how to implement those in your life. Feel free to send me questions at counterbalancecoach at gmail.com at counterbalancecoach on Facebook or Instagram And um, I'll be happy to answer them on the next show. I hope you have a wonderful week and keep sparking the change. Thank you for listening to Counterbalance Conversations. Be sure to join your host, Dr. Melissa L. Strasser, for another inspiring program next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until our next program, do something that stands out this week. Make a change. Be the counterbalance.